Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back, baby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. Back to the daily shows, Jen. So it's good to see you guys. Unfortunately, we have uh, again not, not somber news to report, but our Texas men's basketball team uh, is on life support, unfortunately. Um, updated Joe Lenardi's bracket, bracketology, 223. So this is before our demolition loss uh an allen field house to kansas where they absolutely bamboozled the shit out of us for lack of a better term we got crushed dickinson crushed us on the outside we got crushed a smith can't hit the red side of a barn i mean i don't know i honestly have that's like the biggest blunder to me is i have no idea this guy cannot shoot to save his life out of nowhere he starts off the year extremely hot he's like on the wooden watch list now can't hit the now now can't hit a shot to save himself He's got the yips. He shot it. He's got. He, he seems like. He, seems like the whole team's got the yips. Um, right now we're an eight seed, uh, playing in L.A. I don't know in the West. That's good for us over here. But well, like, just I, not going I, off our Texas Longhorns, man. And, for, and, and it's very unfortunate to see because you. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you jump in, Toss. But it's unfortunate because the thing that you brought up the last show we did with Trey Johnson. Like he's a guy we want to keep. He's a massive recruit. He's a guy that's. It's early, and we know how these mock drafts go. But he's going to be a mock in the top ten of the twenty twenty five mock draft, and that's not a recruit we want to lose because we missed the tournament. Yeah, and you're saying we're projected as an eight seed in the tournament, but we're the ninth seed if you go by conference record in the Big Twelve right now. Nine out of fourteen teams. So, look, I don't know. I, I I'll have to pull up. I have to do some statistics research here on previous March Madness brackets, but it is not often, I can say that with a high percentage certainty, that nine teams from a conference make the NCAA tournament. Nine teams. So our our conference tournament, what we do there, is going to be huge for us. We mentioned last show, the remaining games on our schedule. We play Texas Tech tomorrow night. We'll do a breakdown, I guess, after that game. Um, or potentially on Wednesday when we record then Oklahoma state on Saturday, and then we go to Waco, uh, this coming Monday, March 4th. And then we end the season. We've got a nice little break there, which we can also kind of use as our break before our conference tournament. We play our last game at home against Oklahoma on Saturday, March 9th. But again, that's four, that's four conference games that we've got left. That's four games just in general on the rest of our schedule, even if we win, if we go four and out, uh, four and oh, in that, in that stretch, you know, we're going to be 10 and eight, which still won't put us, but at the, the fifth spot in the conference, uh, Baylor and TCU play each other tonight as we're recording. So, you know, one of them will end up as the, uh, the current four seed, whoever wins that game. And obviously Houston, Iowa state and Kansas are, um, going into the, the tournament for sure. And will be high ranked seeds and will be, 
either picks to win it all or dark horse picks to win it all. And that was the grouping that we wanted to be when we first looked at this season. That's the grouping that we thought we could have been after the, the excellent transfers that we brought into the program, at least their pedigree playing at the other universities that they were at. And it, it's, it's kind of all fallen short. It's the, the coaching and the play on the court. None of it's looked great. Let me ask you guys no. something in years prior that we've seen like teams like Kentucky win it where they were a seven or eight seed. What were they? Um, they seven, went as an eight. They went to the finals as an eight seed with Randall and the Harrison twins. They didn't okay. win. And then, yeah. And like, we've seen, we've seen like last year, there was a lot of teams, you know, that were high seeded teams that um, figured out their way to get pretty far and pretty deep. Let's just say we become an eight seed, right? Or a nine seed. Were those seasons comparable to the kind of seasons that we had? I feel like those seasons, like I for some reason I feel like you see a team and you're like, they're a sneaky seven seed, they're a sneaky eight seed. But for us, oh. it kind of be one where it's like, are we gonna are we fooling ourselves, telling ourselves that we're <laughs> yeah. a sneaky team? Okay. We're dude, we're lamb chops, bro. We're like, absolutely we fall NIT. off the well. I <laughs> we're you mentioned fall you mentioned bone lamb chops. <laughs> no, I just I think about think about that Kentucky team, right? Josh, you just mentioned one of the players that was on it. Forget the, the Harrison twins who are both Julius Randall's on that team. He's an all NBA player. He was one of the he was either the yeah, number one or number it. two guy coming out of high school going to Kentucky. Like we don't have that dynamic of a playmaker, and certainly not one with that much size. Both the Harrison twins were six, five guards, six, six guards. So, um, bringing the ball up the court, right. Asmus has been a fine player in tournaments past, obviously for ORU. And he started off the season, hot, like you mentioned, Josh, but he is a small guard and there's only certain things he can do physically on the basketball court. And we haven't, and, and DeSue same thing, right? He is a big man, but he doesn't have the same versatility as a guy like Dylan Mitchell as a, as a wing, you know, uh, guys in, in years past, like I just mentioned Randall's not a big man necessarily. He's kind of an in-between of a, a hybrid wing, wing, big man. Um, it's just tough, man. Like we're, we're, I think first and foremost, like get into the tournament, at least get there. Like that's what you have to do. And, and there's no guarantee that we do. I, I, again, I'll bring up, like you, you say we're projected as an eight seed. I think right now, if the season ends, the Texas Longhorns are not in the NCAA tournament. We're an eight seed still needing to prove. And I know our, our strength schedule is tough, right? And that's part of the reason why it's not like we've had the easiest draw and we're just not taking care of games. It's like we're playing good opponents, especially in conference play. But when you lose to Kansas and the game's over nine minutes into the game, like that's tough. That's, that's hard to come back from. It really is. I turned that game off. I was, I, what, what was I supposed to watch? The only thing I could watch is our mental toughness. Like, do we not let this be a 40 (laughs) point loss, which, okay, good on us. We didn't let it go that far out of hand, but Look, I, I don't know what else no, to say. It was, it really, was completely out of hand. It, it, look, it, it's just also so what have you done for me lately? Tournament. Yeah. So if we've ended, so you're saying if we end this scene, if we end the season four and oh, and one of those wins is at Waco, I'm going streaking through the quad into the gymnasium. Like, there's, and that is a, would be unbelievable if we could finish 10 and eight. And we'll be record, 21 and 10. We'll be 21 and 10, right? That feels going. like a team that could be, yeah, that's, that's a team that's in the NCAA tournament. If we win three of the last four, which again, based off what I've seen 
lately i don't think is going to happen texas tech is a you want to talk about a team nick that like oh like i could trick myself into thinking they're a good team texas tech at like a six or a seven seed yeah i could trick myself into being like okay like i could send them past a marquette at two thank you very much shaka smart how you doing texas as an eight or nine they're gonna walk into yukon even if we were to win the nine seed eight nine game we go to yukon it's like, how do you want to lose? It's like, which guy do you want to beat you this time? Because the guy who beat us last time is not the same guy who beat someone else for UConn this past weekend. It's different than the guy before that. They're like a real team, so versatile. We brought in so many transfers. We took advantage of the transfer portal. It just hasn't worked out for us this season. There's too many guys. Is too 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 much of a lack of continuity. And Desue has been the bright spot. He's shooting 50 plus percent from three, which is going under the radar in the NCAA because we're not playing that well. That's pretty remarkable. Um, but it, it'd be shocking. I don't, I think we could still get in. I think we're, it's plausible. I think we, we don't have to win the big 12 tournament, which we're not going to, we don't have to win the big 12 tournament either. The record, by the way, can you guys guess the conference? The year was 2011. Most teams sent to the NCAA tournament. Is it? I mean, is it the ACC? No. SEC? Big Ten? <laughs> it's going to keep throwing. Big East. Big East. Big East. Um, if you look at our schedule, too, we're 17 and 10 right now. Mm-hmm. If you look at our schedule, I counted eight games on here that are gimme, gimme wins. Like we're talking Cardinal Ward, Delaware State, Rice. Texas State, Houston Christian, Texas A&M Commerce, UNC Greensboro, and then UT Arlington. So if you take those eight eight wins away, we're a nine and ten team. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean our yeah. conf- our conference record is six and eight, right? Like we've been not good against middle of the mid to you know upper crust quality teams in college basketball, and you have to beat tough teams, especially if you want to make a deep tournament run. And that's why they want to put you in the tournament It's because they think you can win games and they think you're going to put an exciting quality product out for March Madness viewers who we know a lot of them don't watch games throughout the regular season. Uh, Josh, I do have a question for you. If we win, let's say we win two out of those two games and we get to the conference semifinal, maybe the final and lose, and we get placed as one of those play in teams. Does your mind change? about the Texas Longhorns, because I know you love a sneaky playing yeah. team. Yes. I love the playing game. My mind completely changes. Okay. If we have the, if we, it does, if we have the dude, if we have the warm up game as the 11 seed and I see Dayton who I do, we do actually like guys on the Dayton team, but I see Dayton as a six seed. I'm stoked. We have like the month. The thing is the monkeys off your back and your second game is not your second game that you have to play. Isn't that daunting? If you win your first game and your second game is against, I don't know, UNC, who has how many fifth-year seniors? A gazillion? Armando Baycott and RJ Davis were on the team that went to the finals a couple years ago. Like the best players in that team. They're still here. These are like the Perry Ellis. of this. Yeah. yeah, this is their full Perry Ellis mode, those guys. Okay, so those guys are still there. You have you kind of mentioned Purdue honestly doesn't scare me, but this could be the Virginia effect where they lose to the 16 seed, come back as the number one overall seed the next year, and they win the whole damn thing. Houston, forget about it. 
Houston would eat our lunch. They already have twice. Houston would would eat our lunch, drink our liquor, and enjoy our woman. Like they would take us to church, dude. It would be a bamboozle if we played Houston in the second round, unless we were that pesky eleven seed. Had to do a little dance to play in. And then, yeah, I mean, that's like Chris Beard is like at that with Ole Miss. Like he's like the last four in, I think, right now. It's a tough year. There's a lot of like mid-major teams that are playing really good basketball. Um, There's a lot of Big East teams that are playing like, you know, Big East teams that are playing. The savings grace is like the strongest conference still is looking like ours. Like Houston, Kansas, Baylor, BYU, even Tech is putting up a fight. Iowa State's a sneaky team that could go to the Final Four. Like we have a really strong conference um, that plays really, really tough defense. It's not like the SEC where you have teams like Kentucky and Alabama playing no defense. Yeah. Well, I'll just very, very quickly one extra thing on our conference too. You've got Houston who's twenty four and three. You've got Iowa State who's twenty one and six. Kansas who's twenty one and six. And then TCU, Baylor, Tech, BYU, Oklahoma. That's five teams. All have an overall record of nineteen and eight. And and the worst the conference record is is Oklahoma BYU at seven and seven. And then there's Texas at 17 and 10. So we're two games behind that big. If I'm looking at it and I'm the committee, it looks real easy to me where the cutoff is. It's right before you get to Texas, right? It's right before you get that two games back drop off. And again, there's four games left and a lot can happen in them. But that's why I, I look at that eight seed and I say, no, nah, we're not an eight seed. We're not in the tournament. It, we like, it's right there. It's written in the in the records. So if I'm Rodney Terry and I see that in the standings on ESPN.com, and then I go to my team's schedule and I see that dumbass loss to UCF, which is a season killer. The loss at West Virginia, who they're what what's their record, Toss? You have it up. I they are they are they uh, above five hundred? The, they are the worst team in the Big Twelve. They're four and ten in the conference. They are nine and eighteen overall. Nine and eight. Yeah, I would stick my head in the toilet if I was Rodney Terry and just hit flush. Self swirly. A Percy swirly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. Like, it's just, it's frustrating because we, we on our show gave him the benefit of the doubt. We backed him as a hire. I don't put a lot of stock in group text, but in other group texts I have been in. I have backed him and said, you know what? Like, you know, he's got to get his system in place, got to get things going, got to get his sea legs under him. He did, he did earn it. I really felt he earned it last year. Like, look, he took over a team that was in turmoil. He took over a team that was in turmoil, and then he led us to the Elite Eight for the first time since God, Kevin Durant didn't even go for the first time since TJ Ford. Should maybe have been a little bit of writing on the wall of what was to come when we were up by a bunch against Miami and we were booking tickets. At the club, at the bar, Nick and I are like next to each other, like talking flights. Yeah, yeah. We, had our we had, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. And and he queefed Jenkins on the dance floor in the second half, and the Miami Hurricanes go to the line like more times than I can count. Yeah, problem. But I don't know. We'll see. Just Hopefully, like we, we had our flights booked uh, for the Nash championship in NOLA. We should probably stop. We should probably stop doing Not that. Not NOLA, by the way. Uh, what was it? Houston. 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 Yes. Yeah, I, I will say, thankfully, uh, what some would argue, <laughs> I didn't have my, I did not have my flights booked, but thankfully what some would argue was actually the more interesting and exciting March Madness tournament last year, the women's 
as opposed to the men's, uh, is going to be exciting once again. And the Texas women's team is the number three team in the country. They only have two games left. They're the number two team in the conference behind Oklahoma, although they are a higher ranked team in the AP poll. They've won eight in a row. They're nine and one on the road. The team is a force to be reckoned with. There's a lot of good teams at the top, obviously. And Caitlin Clark has brought a ton of noise to women's college basketball, and she will to the tournament as well. Juju Watkins um, at UC USC. Oh, she's been a Watkins has been a beast. Beast. Um, yeah, she's been a beast. But, but, I but mean, look, like hopefully our Lady Longhorns are there at the end of it, the final four and, and beyond. And they're, you know, getting to display some of their big personalities on the team against people like Watkins, people like Clark and the rest of the other really, really talented players in uh, women's college basketball. So that is, that is a bright spot. I know we're, we're lamenting about the men's team, but our women's team has been tremendous. Oh, our women's team has been fantastic. The men's team couldn't hold their jock straps if they had them. Like the, the, the men's team stinks compared to the women. They do it. Like they stink compared to the women's team. The women's team's yeah. electric. Well, Which is, no, that's like that's nothing new. That's nothing new, though. Our women's um, I was about to say our women's sports is fantastic. Our women's volleyball team is amazing. Our women's swimming and diving. The women's sports at Texas has not been an issue in our entire tenure. Truthfully, softball is always pretty solid, if not really good. Right. Yeah. I mean, our the men's baseball team, ironically, has probably been the most consistent team from a men's standpoint. We're talking those three sports that we've had. Plus with some of that, of course. Um, all right, we'll see you guys next time. Fisher Disciples, DJ Nikki's next Crider. Let's get that first win uh, uh, for the Horns in the next game. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.